it's so hard to keep like we just get going and then all of a sudden we gotta stop it's I like, know. i'm used to that rhythm for decades of radio but yeah yeah for you yeah it's awesome i could see you know maybe you need to expand it to a half hour maybe you need an hour <laughs> i've had people mention that before but budget wise 15 oh, minutes does what we needed to do yeah and uh so so that was uh what number three that was number three Awesome. So now number four is witnessing in this time in history. Yeah. Uh, we good to keep going? Jake's good. Pastor, right. you good? Yep. Good okay. to go. I'll hand it off to you. Okay. Well, welcome to Grace Minutes. We're glad you've tuned in. This is uh, Pastor David Moore with David Bigler in the studio again, and we're doing a dual purpose recording for the Grace Minutes program today, but it's also being videotaped and it will go up on Apostle Talk, which is one of the ministries of Iron Sheep Ministries. And David, thanks for coming back to the studio uh, I'm, today. I'm loving our conversations. I'm excited for another. And uh, just in case people didn't hear before, if they want to watch the video, where would they find it? ApostleTalk.org is where they can find uh, each of these. Uh, all this week, each of these talks will be separate videos. So you can see that uh, Pastor David Moore uh, has a beautiful face, and it's not just a face for radio. Uh, so you can watch. That's uh, a matter of opinion. <laughs> so continue. See I'm what sorry. a geezer you're listening to. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we're going to get into what it means to be a witness at this point in history. This is a very specific privilege that we really need to uh ponder and then seize the opportunity. God is, we could have been born in the first century or in the Middle Ages or the Dark Ages, but here we are. End times. Yeah. And maybe in the very last days of the church age. Now we know we're going to live forever if we're born of the Spirit of God, the children of God. We never die physically, uh, spiritually, even if we do die physically. Yeah. But uh, we might not even die physically. We'll get into it, that tomorrow's broadcast. But yeah, eschatology is tomorrow. I love um, the things that we are seeing. And I know, so this is going to blur the lines between eschatology and talking about the end times. But, um, and that's tomorrow's. But there's no question that if you look at the prophetic timeline of the things that are happening in the world, um, I heard one example of a puzzle. And as you're building a puzzle, at first you can't quite see what's happening, what it is, but you put the you know the border together, and then as you get closer and closer, the image starts to come closer and closer together. And so being a witness in times like these, especially right now with everything that's happening in Israel, right now today, and we'll, I'm getting into tomorrow's, or uh, the next talk, and I apologize, but for me, uh, COVID, Right, 2020 COVID hits, the number of people that started asking questions about what's God doing, what's happening. Um, and Hollywood, holy cow, how many movies are coming out constantly? There's another movie and another movie and another movie all talking about the end of the world. It seems like maybe the culture is kind of sensing something. Yeah, yeah. And you know, you're mentioning Hollywood and movies. We've seen more Christian movies make it to the big screen really in the last couple of years, probably because they know they can make some money on it. They've realized there's a budget there. <laughs> yeah. Wow. There, there are, are people that, actually 
Christians that will put their money. Yeah. Into, sorry, I'm I'll go and pay for a movie ticket to watch, as we mentioned in the earlier broadcast, uh, the, the Jesus Revolution. In fact, I want to see it again. I went to the movie theater, paid the money, but I think it's on Netflix or something now. I want to see it again. The Chosen. Yeah, The Chosen. Yeah, it's impacted many lives. Very well-produced program that has a big budget. And that is, it is uh, remarkable as a study of crowdfunded. That is the largest producing budget, uh, I believe, that has ever been done of independent project where it's not done by some Hollywood studio that puts all the money at first. No, they said, okay, this is what we're making and we need you to pay for it. And they have brought in through donations every single episode is paid for and it is very well produced yes yeah i'm going to read a portion from esther although this goes back you know to the time of uh the uh nation of israel being uh taken away into babylon and then then the return which was all part of prophecy but uh esther uh, hadassah was her given jewish name she becomes the queen of Persia, and there's a whole story you'll have to read the book for, but there's a crisis point, and the Jews are going to be annihilated, exterminated in the Persian Empire unless Esther speaks up. And mm. she was there for such a time as this, and that's actually the words of Mordecai, her uncle, uh, who basically got her positioned to become the queen, and she was chosen to be uh, the queen. But then when the annihilation of the Jews was schemed and put into Persian law, he tapped uh, his uh, Esther, and these are the words that he spoke to her in chapter four, four and verse 14. He says, actually, I'll start with verse 13. Mordecai told them to answer Esther, do not think in your heart that you will escape the king's in the king's palace any more than all the other Jews. Uh, he wanted her to know that uh, just because you're there as the queen, you are Jewish, mm. your life will be on the line with all the rest of us to encourage her to be bold because she was going to have to put her life on the line to rescue her people. And uh, he was encouraging her to do that. Go ahead and put your life on the line because otherwise you won't escape anyways. Yeah. Verse 14, he says, For if you remain completely silent at this time, I'm going to pause there because you know who wants to keep you silent, mm. brother, sister? The devil does. Yeah, he does. You know, I want you to speak up to the glory of God and tell your story. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and yeah. the rest of the body of Christ. Yeah, we do. So uh, I'll continue on. He says, uh, if you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place. But you and your father's house will perish. Yet who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. So he's being kind of strong, heavy-handed here with Esther saying, you know, don't try and cop out here because yeah. you, you, won't, you won't survive. But go ahead and speak up because maybe that's exactly where you are right now as the queen to get the king's ear because you have the place, the power, and the privilege to do something about it. The parallel for your life and mine is there are people in your life family members, co-workers, neighbors, that you have their ear in a way that, that they might not ever tune in to Grace Minutes program or to Apostle Talk, but you've got their ear. Uh, maybe on your front lawn or theirs or in the office cubicle or wherever you are. And for such a time as this, you're there at this time in this place to be a witness for the Lord Jesus Christ, to tell your story, to let them know that God does love them so much he sent his only son yeah. to pay for their sins. You have good news. 
Second Timothy four uh, two is one of my. It, it it is the verse for me at this time that I'm in right now. Preach the word. Be prepared in season, out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage. For a time is coming, and I believe that time is now. For a time is coming when uh, people no longer listen to sound doctrine, but instead will surround themselves with witnesses or people or teachers that will say what their sinful desires want to hear, what their itching ears want to hear. And we are called in that situation um, to preach the gospel. That, that verse for me of uh, uh, 2 Timothy 4.2 is a guide for me and anybody that's in ministry right now, but it's also for any Christ follower, is that we are in a time right now where people are surrounding themselves with teachers, and those that are watching can see that I'm doing air quotes, but on radio you can't see the air quotes, uh, so-called that all they're doing is saying what our itching ears want to hear, but it's not the truth. And that, that gets into what we talked about with apostasy. Um, but in a time such as this is that, that now is the time to declare because we, we don't know how many years, months, days we have until Jesus returns. And my, we'll talk about that tomorrow. Yeah. And, and my focus personally, I love to share this and, and encourage others to get this same focus to seize every opportunity that God gives me to, be, to bear witness, to, to tell the story of his love for, for all of us, the lost, and encourage people to put their faith in Christ uh, before they get saved, to get saved, and then after to continue following by faith. And we don't know how long we're going to live. Mm-hmm. Any one of us, it could be an aneurysm. I've had people that, were, that I ministered to that dropped dead without any warning. An aneurysm in the brain pops, and they're there dead on the on the floor wow. or a heart attack yeah. and their, their spouse comes home and finds them dead on the floor. We don't know if we're going to live to see the end of the day. And then the other thing is we don't know if we're going to get raptured and we'll get into that in tomorrow's broadcast as well. But so the opportunity as it presents itself to seize it and as you brought out to preach the word to be instant or that is ready, ready to preach at any moment, not just what we would consider the opportune moment, uh, if it's presented as a divine appointment, it is the time, yeah. whether we're ready or not. So the, the exhortation there of Paul to Timothy is to be ready. Yeah. Be ready to preach, announce, give the good news, all, wherever we can. You mentioned uh, actually at the beginning that, that uh, when you were going to your friend uh, in our first from Monday's uh, broadcast where um, you were going because you knew he'd become a, a Jesus freak. And uh, so your argument was, is that when I'm old and gray and 65 and I've done all my sinning and I've gotten it out of the way, then I'll accept Christ. And we're going to talk about eschatology tomorrow, but still there's this perspective of is that, okay, you know what? If the tribulation comes, then I'll accept. And the reality is, is that right now, especially in the States, the cost to become a Christ follower is, is so minimal. Yes, you might be hated. We talked about that. But if you wait until after the rapture happens, and we'll discuss that tomorrow, it could cost you your life. So it's a time such as these. Like you, as you said, you don't know when you're going to die. You also don't know when the end is going to be. Um, a, a great saying that I've heard is being, being ready to go is being ready to stay, and being ready to stay is being ready to go. And this idea is that if you were told the rapture of the church is going to happen in three days, how would that change your conversations in the next three days? Who would you call that you haven't called? 
What phone call would you make that you're thinking about as you're driving right now, that person that you haven't spoken to because you, you're just afraid. You keep pushing it off. You keep procrastinating. Well, what if three days from now the world is going to end as we know it as far as the rapture or they're going to die? Yeah. Delayed obedience is disobedience. Ooh, you know, I like that. We, we would love to like put something off, especially if it's uh, inconvenient for our agenda, which, you know what, our agenda just needs to get crucified. Mm-hmm. We need to get good at being dead, buried with Christ and alive, resurrected with Christ to live a resurrected life. And, and that's a major uh, shift in a believer's life. Really, that may be when discipleship really begins, mm-hmm. when, when our own personal agenda is totally abandoned and we just want to be available to the plan of God for our lives and do His will. Amen. And uh, for us to seize every opportunity that God gives us and uh, know that we don't know if we're going to get another one with this person. Maybe they won't be here. Maybe, yeah, maybe we'll live on, but maybe they'll die today. What advice would you give to a person who's listening that um, hasn't ever shared their faith with someone? Well, first of all, you want to pray that God would fill you with his Holy Spirit. That without the Holy Spirit's unction, his, the anointing of the Holy Spirit, our words are not going to have any power. Amen. So, and, and I'm not talking a one and done either. I'm talking about for us to be filled with the Holy Spirit day in, day out, over and over again. Uh, and we need to be asking for that. And that's, you find Jesus encouraging that in Luke 11 uh, in the promise that those that ask and keep on asking, seek and keep on seeking, knock and keep on knocking, that the Father will answer and will give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. Yeah, like and you that. find in the book of Acts that the same group of people was filled with the Holy Spirit more than one time. There were several different events where the miraculous was about to happen and God's people were filled with the Spirit. So if we're going to share the gospel, first of all, we need to pray, Lord, fill me with your Spirit. Give me the words to speak. Give me the wisdom that wins souls. The Proverbs mm. tell us that he that is wins souls. He that is wise wins souls. And so we start with prayer and then... Uh, often with a question, arouse curiosity. There are several different ways to do it, but look for the opportunity uh, and look for the, where is the, how to knock on the door. Mm. Uh, is the door open? Uh, can it be opened? Are they willing? Uh, I don't waste my time with people that don't want to hear it. If they declare they don't want to hear it, I, I move on. And sometimes I move on so quick it makes their head spin and even arouses curiosity. Yeah, if the Holy Spirit doesn't bring the person, I mean, it's the Holy Spirit who changes hearts, not you. Yeah. You know? Well, in tomorrow's broadcast, we're going to get into these last days and our opportunities. So thanks for joining me on the Grace Minutes program Thank again. You. And we'll look forward to tomorrow's program. Please join us again at the same time. I wonder how many people, when they're listening, they're, they're right in tune with you. And then all of a sudden, it's just like, ah, oh, I want to hear more on that. It's the cliffhanger effect. It's not what I'm going for, but it's there. It works. (laughs) Hopefully it brings them back. Yeah, it works. It works. Um, Okay, so our last segment is uh, the end times. Yeah. Wow, this is going to be jarring to try to keep it to uh, 14 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I like that you flipped there to to the spot in the Bible beforehand. That's very smart. Um, So we got Gog Magog. Yeah. Okay, so... I'll I don't let know you. How much reading we want to do in here, but okay. You want me to just start it off again? Okay.